As always, this is Tony, and with me today are the following players. Hi, this is Bethany, and I'm playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm playing Nissa Turin, the gnome arcane trickster rogue. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliff, the human rogue fighter. Next week will be Sharpen Quill, episode 14. Join us now for Sharpen Quill, episode 13. Air Pirates and Dragons. Last time, after a bit of shopping at Kuhn's Clocks and Curios, the party went to the travel agency, the Flying Carpet, and booked passage to Helimian on an airship known as the Galu. It is here Scriv learned of languages he had not known before, and discovered he understood not only Sylvan now, but also Darakul. Uncertain of what this could mean, the party boarded the airship and met its captain, Faroon Gong before beginning their two-day trek across the skies. I will say for the first 24 hours of travel, there's not going to be any particular event. Do we get a good meal, though? Oh, yes. Is it a good in-flight meal? <laughs> it is delicious. Do we have a choice meal. of the kosher option? <laughs> what kosher option? I assume they have a vegetarian option. Yes, they do. Guys, I found one of these. I have a timepiece in my inventory. Oh, oh, did you get that from Salvador? I think so. You've had it this whole time? Sure. Now you can carry time with you all the time. I don't know that uh, that maker. Who is Salvador? The Salvador Deathstone. He's an artificer based at Orenthal. Guys, guys, guys. Do I test if I turn the clock hands backward? If it reverses time? That may be too dangerous, Akiva. Consider the consequences. You're right. Akiva, you know that doesn't actually control time, right? Sure. Wait, it doesn't? Oh, honey, he really just doesn't know mechanical things, does he? I turn. Telepathically, I'm going to say to everybody else, just hold still for a second. Oh, guys? You, you notice the captain isn't moving either. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I frantically put it back in place. <laughs> he just, like, starts laughing. <laughs> you start moving again? Yeah, it, it, it's fine. We're just messing with you. Oh, I was like, I have so much power. Oh, honey. No. It, it's okay, Akiva. We, we need the distraction. Need the distraction? You is everything all right with all of you? Oh yeah, we just uh, we have our own uh, company, Sharp and Quill. We do a lot of work. Currently, we've been on several research assignments. Slide over a pamphlet. Takes a look at it, and you have a lot of success in the Vremer Empire. Uh, yes, this is our first time venturing out. What sort of jobs you've done? Mostly research. Uh, that's what we're currently working on. It's sort of something we're specialized for. But no, we we tackle any sort of problems that need to be solved. We're capable, you know, mentally, physically magically more or less <laughs> we can also dabble in legal matters uh, belinda here is an officially sanctioned mediator for the vermer empire fascinating and how does one become a mediator of the vermer empire having the right qualifications and passing a test oh so very much like here yes though here they don't tend to respect the credentials of people from other lands which is a bit of a disappointment but not a surprise it's just very much, uh, they don't see your credentials as meeting up to their standards. They see it as like their standards are much higher and just you wouldn't match up. 
Yes, that's exactly what I was kind of trying to hint at. Yes, that, that is how it feels here. But that is okay. Ah, they are such snobs. I'm so sorry. That's all right. We're pretty confident in what we can do. You just got to have, you know, that certainty that you're going to get through everything and, and tackle whatever needs to be done. Well, if I have any particular jobs available for you, I will uh, definitely see about contacting you. You could always contact us through the Nabrasil Network. You have your own account in the Nabrasil Network. Oh yeah, for some time. It's the best way to send mail. Same. It is absolutely fantastic. I love it. I am a member of the Nabrasil Network as well. Well, I mean, imagine since you're, uh, I was going to say on the road, what phrasing do you use to describe being in the skies? We usually sail across the skies. Sail across the skies. As somebody who sails across the skies, I'm sure there aren't many ways to reach you unless you're sort of in a town or city. Normally either by sending or whenever I come to port somewhere. Do you cast sending? Are you a caster? I have a few uh, spells at my disposal. And he just has like this big, like mischievous little grin. I notice you also have a rapier. I do. When I was growing up, everyone thought that I would be much more focused on uh, stabbing people than I would on... Well, the flair that I have now. Minor bit of disappointment. But why not both? I have skill. That is not to be denied. Interested again. Sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I'm sure you have lots of duties here on the ship as captain. But, uh, you know, some of uh, my companions here are always looking to uh, spar with, you know, challengers as a way to pass the time. Oh, I mean, if you always want to test your skill, uh, honey, I can easily challenge you. I would like to spar. It's me. How about tomorrow morning? I'll dress uh, a little bit more appropriately for it, if that's all right. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, most of the time in the mornings, I don't have much to do except lounge about. Oh, so boring sometimes, but I am so happy to have something to uh, challenge me. All right, so I guess we enjoy our dinner and then return to our quarters, go about our regular routines and get a good night's rest. Sounds good. All right, then the next morning, you see uh, wearing a beautifully designed platinum looking breastplate with uh, very, you know, form-fitting clothing. Not as ostentatious as most of the other stuff he's been wearing, but, you know, very light. White with little hints of, like, gold flecks across the sleeves and the pants, but still the same jewel-encrusted rapier. I am wearing a breastplate that is a bit dented, maybe a little shined, a fresh tunic. You use your cleansing stone, I'm sure. Yes, but it's still dented. Oh, yeah, but it's clean. It's clean. That's about it. I hope you have a beautiful night's sleep. Please, uh, are you ready for this little bout? Yes. I promise not to, you know, destroy you completely. Woo! Scrap! <laughs> the crew is still going about their jobs, by the way. They're still moving about, like... Summon my shield, draw my sword, and just assume a stance for a friendly, friendly duel. He'll draw his rapier, and then just, as when you uh, summon up your shield... Oh, now that is interesting. Hmm? Your um, bracelet is not just a bracelet. You're trying to be sneaky, aren't you? It's just so that it doesn't get lost. I'll be over on the side watching and playing the pan flute. Draws the rapier and points at you. What's your first move? On guard. I will oblige, close the gap, and try a couple of testing blows. See how he defends himself. Roll athletics. Okay. 16. You move up, and he does a somewhat familiar dance with his blade. You've no. seen Strides do a few times, and he just parries and blocks, and he seems to hold your blows at bay. Okay. I'll pull back your blade singer. I have a beautiful dance and a voice with that, darling. 
Show me, and I will take a defensive stance. Go ahead and roll um, acrobatics. 16. So he comes at you, and with some quick strikes, you deflect once with your sword, once down low with your shield. You're able to hold him at bay, but he is making quick, precise strikes, but you're repelling his attack. Can I use my studious eye maneuver to try and see if there's any gap in his defense? His dance is probably different than strides and moments. Maybe there's somewhere I can get a clean hit in. Go ahead and roll uh, your insight with your studious eye. 19. As he's moving, you see, you think as he does usually his third strike, he opens himself up slightly more. You think that might be the best opportunity for you to attack. Okay. So go ahead and roll one more athletics check. 12. So you go to strike and he shifts, causing you to lose balance, and he bops you on the back of the neck as you realize it was a feint. I got played. You keep going a little bit. You actually get a couple of good hits in, but for the most part, his sheer skill with the blade does outpace yours currently. And that's perfectly fine. But it is a much closer match than it was with Strides Moments. Bit by bit. You have some real skill there. Not the finesse, but you've got some very... Fo- you're very focused when you fight. Yeah, but I'm still apparently too direct. I fell completely for your feint. Well, I mean, I am quite dazzling. No kidding. I put my shield away and offer my hand. He shakes it. It's a very light handshake. Thank you for the opportunity to spar. Of course. As soon as, like, you're putting your stuff away, you see a crew member come by with a jeweled goblet and hands it off to him and just well i should probably get back to my duties i've had enough fun for one morning take care of yourselves enjoy the sights nod go over the fight again in my head to see where i can make improvements i'm gonna take out my wooden weighted wooden balls and start juggling all right (laughs) make a performance check 13 so as you are juggling you realize like there's a couple points you almost lose them you practice this for a bit, but like you, you feel unsteady. You haven't got your sky legs yet, you know. No. Captain comes by and just says, "Oh, you need, you really need to work on this. What you should do is go see my friend Edwin, excellent performer in Halimian. Easily get this all sorted out, and I'm sure you know. Mention you know me. Yeah, this is also like this is my second time doing it, and there's a lot more air resistance up here than I, I thought there would be. Mm, air's thinner. It's oh, it does wonders for the skin. Well, I figure also with us on a moving ship, the wind would be... I mean, it's blowing your hair in the breeze, but... And I've only done this on the still ground. Edwin? Oh, a performer of sorts in Halimian does... Uh, gets sold-out shows all of the time. Does similar acrobatic work like that and juggling and whatnot. Yeah, I'll check him out. Thank you. So, as the sun is setting, night is falling, see a beautiful star-filled sky, the moon bright and shining, pan flute softly playing somewhere on deck. Question, does it ever softly play? I don't picture Akiva has mastered soft playing. He's really playing for the back. I've had some training. No, I assume it's great. I just, you're used to playing for a crowd. (laughs) I want to play cards with Nissa. Nissa, would you be willing to teach me false gnomes? I saw you were playing with Akiva and it looked fun. Yeah, sure, no problem. Maybe you'll be a better pupil than Akiva when it comes to um, keeping your winnings. I'd prefer to just keep it as a friendly game for now. That's fine. Does that mean low stakes? Because I'm pretty sure no stakes is no fun. Playing for copper? We'll play for copper. All right, so you two are playing some false gnomes. Akiva is playing the pan flute. Belinda? 
in the evening? Definitely spending a lot of time meditating, especially on everything we've learned. Um, trying to reach out to Adar um, as I'm meditating and just get my thoughts in order and just sort of absorb all the information. Just kind of quietly processing. <laughs> Can you roll intelligence for me, Belinda? 16. And you're sitting. Um, would you be on the deck of the ship? Yes, unless it got too noisy and I needed a break, in which case I'd go retreat to our quarters. Otherwise, I would just sort of stay on the deck, you know, being distantly sociable, I'll call it. The nights are actually usually fairly quiet on the ship, so just a cool breeze. You feel inclined to kind of stare out towards the moon, and there's a brief moment. I think you see a little pop of light and another ship above you. There's another ship above us, I will say. <laughs> telepathically to my group, since I believe they're all on telepathy range. Look up! What? Another ship? As you all stare up, you see this other ship start to slow. Captain, there is a ship above us? Is it supposed to do that? I start going for my sword? Like I'm gonna stab the ship or something? The captain looks up. His eyes start to go wide. Everyone, battle stations now! Githyanki assault! (gasps) What? As the ship starts to lower, and you see uh, two winged creatures suddenly come out from the sides of the ship and start to descend towards you. It is, I was going to say, are they like wielding weapons? You see the crew. Some of them are taking out longbows. Uh, several are getting on the ballista. No, no, of the Githyanki. Yeah, as the, as the ship's lowering, you guys take a look, and you can see as it's kind of coming up to an even level to you. First, flying out from the side of the ship, you see two winged draconic figures see two white dragons hello being ridden by githyanki i was right (laughs) and dragons (laughs) (laughs) the githyanki that are on the dragons are all wielding swords as they are approaching your ship i would like to cast armor bag at this on myself (laughs) yeah you guys have a minute if you want to prepare anything before the, they get within combat range. Get my gear, start planting arrows down the on the deck so I can just pull them out and shoot. I'm going to activate my danger sense. Uh, that's my psychic model of reality thing. The highfalutin, can't be surprised. Attack rolls can't have advantage and I get a plus five to initiative, which I need, usually. Pulling crossbow, yep. Okay. So, I would like you all to roll initiative. So, as these two... Young white dragons, they're both large creatures, are descending. You notice on the backs of each of them is a Githyanki. They're holding swords in hand, but hanging one from each leg are four other Githyanki that are clinging to the scaled legs of these white dragons, also swords in hands. It's, it's These two dragons are going on opposite sides of the ships, one on the starboard and one on the port side. What? Sky pirates? <laughs> This is so metal, I love it. (laughs) Is this a common occurrence, Captain? Nope, but it's happened before. You didn't think to warn us of this? No, okay. Rare occasions. As their airship is starting to descend towards the same elevation as you guys are, Belinda, you are up first. Is there anyone I can identify as being like a captain or anything? On the Gith ship? Yes. There is someone standing alone that does look more regal, but they pass perception, and because you do have dark vision, you can see that. All right, Tony, I'm going to do my id insinuation. What is the range? It's 60. We'll say if you get all the way to the edge of your ship, you could be just in range. Okay, I will walk to the edge of the ship 
to get within range and then activate my it insinuation. And that's a DC 16 intelligence save. Saves. On a successful save, it's still going to take half damage of 5d8. So he does not go into a wild fury. What was the damage? 25. So half of 25 is 12. So you lash out at this clearly better dressed gif on the other ship, more regal in appearance with its military garb. And it recoils slightly and directs its attention like to see if it can find where where that came from. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Nissa. I'm going to try firing off Scorching Ray at the dragon and riders over here. Over to the uh, port side? Yeah. So uh, are you focusing on one in particular with all three rays? Or are you spreading the rays out? I'm going to spread the rays out. Make your attack roll. 14, I think. Yeah. You release the first one and it misses as the dragon tries to dodge a little bit with the rider. Uh, second one's going to? To the dragon. Okay, make your attack roll. Nine. You release the flames and the the dodge caused the, the second bolt to miss. Your third roll? I'm going to try and aim it at the rider again. Okay, attack roll. Bad rolls happen. So third one also, this thing seems to be trying to avoid getting hit in that initial like swoop away. You're not used to being on a moving vessel while fighting. So your beams just sadly all miss. So the crew members are going next. Several of them seem to form like fires in the palm of the hand as they release fire bolts towards the dragon that uh, you were firing at Nyssa and deals some damage. A few others are have longbows drawn and seem to be firing towards the other dragon. A few of them hit, not all of them. As they also begin to fire on the uh, Githyanki airship and hit for some good damage, actually. Two large bolts just slam into the side of the brig, uh, puncturing the wood that's there. All right. The captain seems to be the directing the ship, and he's starting to kind of see if he can slow to get his arcane cannon within range so he can try and fire from the front. You watch as the Githyanki clinging to the white dragon like angles back and then leaps towards the ship, all turn into mist and reform on the ship. Dude. Because they all have misty step. Bruh. And they're all a bunch of show-offs too, jeez. So they are spreading out on the ship and they make uh, initial swipes towards the various crew members first on the ballista, dealing some damage. Uh, So you notice for most of them, as these Githyanki leap onto the ship, they turn and swing with great swords. The crews dodge, one gets slashed across the hip. A couple of them suddenly raise a hand as a shield spell forms around them and deflects the blow. Uh, But one though, like as the mist reforms into a Githyanki, he just turns and decapitates one of the crew members in a single swipe. As this does happen, though, the one that does land by you and that crew member, Belinda, as he starts to go to swing, you see the captain release a spell, and the Githyanki freezes and seems frozen in place. Nice. Scriff. I want to help save Belinda. I'm not being murdered yet, but I am very vulnerable to decapitation. <laughs> you can get to Belinda, uh, but you will pull away from one of the Githyanki. Or two of the Githyanki. One. I would like to mount the railing in a super rad move. You will have to use your bonus action to dash then. That just requires a little extra movement to go up and over, but that will only get one take a swipe at you. Yeah. 
So then I would like to, seeing that the Githyanki are landing at the aft of the ship, I would like to run past the, the sailors that are manning the ballista near us. I would like to try and dodge the Githyanki that landed next to Nissa and Akiva on my way to helping Belinda. So as you go past, you see he takes his great sword and goes to swipe at you. He just hits you. So he slashes at your leg, dealing 16 points of total damage. Some of it, though, it like pulses in your head. So some of it is psychic damage. Okay. But you're able to get past. Good enough. I will mount over this railing so that I can land here, adjacent to these other archers that are on deck. And I would like to attack the Githyanki that landed next to Belinda. Uh, you have advantage on this attack roll because he is considered restrained. 14. You go to stab and just can't get through the armor. The Githyanki ship goes and fires a couple of shots as you see a single ballista fire into the side of yours. The whole ship rocks for a brief second before you kind of keep finding your footing. There's a little bit of damage, but you see the white dragons seem to fly up and over to the Githyanki ship and seem to be waiting. Akiva. As my action, I'm going to go ahead and cast Shadow of Moil. So Akiva, who has this icy form kind of encrusting his body as an armor, suddenly gets wreathed in flame-like shadows. The area around Akiva actually uh, turns dim. And can I kind of just yell at, the, at all the Githyanki? So, you pirates think you can take this ship? You'll have to go through my dead body and kind of taunt them to come at me. Roll Intimidation. 23. You see their attention? Seems focused on you. Belinda, you're up. I'm gonna cast Charm Monster from the spear against the uh, dragon that's closest to me. A wisdom save DC 15. So you hold up the staff using one of it, or the, the spear using one of its newer abilities and release this magic towards the dragon. Are you telling it something specifically? Okay, I would say those Githyanki are your enemies. Help protect us, your friends. Eat them. So you focus this spell towards the dragon as it seems to kind of shake its head a little bit and is looking more towards the uh, astral brig right now. Okay. And that brings us to you, Nissa. I'm gonna pull my dagger and attack the gif nearest to me. So you shift over to the side and get flanking with the uh, crew member. Make your attack roll with advantage. 26. Yeah, that definitely hits. So Nissa, you shift to the side and jab the dagger into this thing's thigh and just pull it across. It kind of hits the ground on one knee and screams out, cursing in some language, as you see the pulse of necrotic energy start to go into the wound. He is already bloodied. I'd be too close to use the crossbow, right? It would be a disadvantage against this one. Would that mean it's a flat roll since she has advantage? Oh, that's true. It would be a flat roll. You could try it. Make your attack roll. 26. 26. And what's the damage? 10 piercing. So as you bring it across and this thing hits its knee and just cries out, it starts to lift its head and you just point blank range, pull the trigger on the crossbow into its face as it drops. It is the guard's turn. The ones on the ballista are not going to, are going to focus on firing on the ship. The other guards are going to move up and assist their friends, make a few attack rolls. You do see some both shots from the bolts hit and just slam into this astral brig. On the captain's turn, you see that uh, Gith he was holding with his spell 
just slightly lift off of the deck of the ship and gets flung to the side and falls because he cast telekinesis. That's rough. Yep. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. <laughs> and then it's the various warriors' turns. Uh, the one nearest you, Akiva, is definitely going to take a swipe at you. He does hit you once out of two big swipes. So he does hit you for 14 points of damage. And then he takes 20. 20 points of ice damage. And I have to roll 2d8 for shadow damage, or necrotic damage. That is 15 points of necrotic damage. Do me one favor. Um, also roll concentration on your shadow memorial. It's just a 10. 13. Okay, so you save. This Githyanki swipes, carves into this ice armor that you have on you, and you see first just ice form all along his arms and shoulders up to his neck as a burst of black flame engulfs his head. And there's nothing left. Yes! Oh, yes! yes. That's what I wanted, He turns into steam and dissipates because as he freezes, he burns and, like, just goes away. The other ones... Yeah, you're you're still the scariest looking person here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody struck him and they dissolved into mist. Two more are coming up to you while the other two are still focusing on the crew members. Another crew member is nearly dead. You do see another one cast a shield spell to protect himself. Akiva. One of them just swings twice and you see them miss. The other one does hit you for 21 points of damage. So then they take 20 cold damage again. And then let me roll 2d8. 14 points of necrotic damage. So he strikes and the ice and fire just burn and consume him. Uh, I do need a con save. Uh, what's the total? 14. You see four other Githyanki seem to be climbing onto the legs of the dragons. And they just seem to be getting ready to go. They have another wave coming for you. Taking inspiration from the captain tossing someone overboard. I, I would like to try and bull rush this Githyanki that's near the edge. All right. Make an athletics check. 23. So you run up and slam your shield into this Githyanki as he tries to dodge, but his footing slips. His back hits the railing and you see him flip up and over the side of the ship and he does not grab the railing as he falls. So as another Githyanki falls over the side of the ship and plummets below as Scriv did just kill a humanoid. Just lingering... I just I, I watch him go down until I can't see him below the tr- the cloud cover, contemplating what I just did. I, I, and I'll bonus action take a second wind. You're literally taking a second to think about what you just did. Yes, I'm reflecting upon the fact that I just killed a humanoid and how I feel about it. I would like to take position in front of Belinda, just in case someone tries to approach from the sides again. I'm also vulnerable to shoving. Well, did we all see this happen, by the way, Tony? Like, we all, all saw this happen. All of our characters know what just happened and what this means to Scriv. Yep. Okay. So you watch as the uh, Githyanki captain forms a small moat of flame in her hand and hurls it at Akiva. I mean, it's fair. I need everyone but Belinda to make a deck saving throw. 10. 23. 20. And you have evasion, correct? Mm-hmm. So you take no damage. Uh, Scriv, you are going to take half damage. Akiva, you are going to take full damage. Is everything on fire now? Uh, the ship is currently a bit on fire. So Akiva, 
you take 34 points of fire damage, 16 for Scriff. Three of the Solanins just fall. So that blast goes out, um, and their ship fires a couple more shots at yours. Uh, one misses, one, one hits for a little extra damage. All right, the dragon on their starboard side starts to fly over. Their dragon on their port side flies to the front of their ship, turns, and breathes. Yay! Yay! <laughs> you see, like, on the dragon, the uh, Githyanki that's riding it's like, trying to yank on its uh, scales, but it is ignoring him? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> guys, I rolled really well on his damage. Oh, yes! How much did you roll? I rolled 70 points of damage. <gasps> oh, my God. 70. 70. Oh, my gosh. Guys, we got to get rid of this other dragon. Yeah. So this thing lands and just breathes all across. And you see the entire front of this astral brig just start to crack and break. And all the Githyanki that are towards the bow of the ship just seem to freeze in place and are motionless on the deck. The other white dragon is just still doing its job. It is taking some swipes at the ballista with its bite and claws to try and break the weaponry so that you guys stop firing. But it rolled absolute trash and only did a little bit of damage. Akiva, make a concentration check on your Shadow Moil. It is a DC 16. Yeah, no, uh, it drops. Okay. What was the total? 12. So Shadow Moil fades. But that's okay, because I was going to drop it anyways. Because... I'm going to turn to the Githyanki that's right in front, uh, right in front of me. Uh, the the last of the two that tried to come and attack me, and I'm going to say, "You saw what happened to your other two friends. It's time for you to join them." As a bonus action, I'm going to cast Hexblade's Curse on him. Then I'm going to reach out my hand and grasp him and cast Vampiric Touch. Make your attack roll. Fourteen. Fourteen. You reach out and like can't grab his skin and just glance off of the armor that he has. Belinda. I should be fighting people that are near us, but nah, that's that you guys got this all under control with your whatever Akiva's doing. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm going to do my uh, psionic surge to do disadvantage. I'm going to use my psychic grip on the enemy captain, which is attempt to paralyze them. Okay. Disadvantage? Yes. That's a DC 16 intelligence save. I hope they're dumb. She saves. No, why? Tony was going to be so cool. I was going to slowly drag her over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, I'm going to start moving over to Akiva. Okay, I will run around on the port side because starboard looks dangerous. And then I will use my healing spear to cast healing word on Akiva. You get five points of healing back. Awesome. Nissa. Just a query, am I okay to attack this guy here? I can't remember what Akiva was doing to him. Uh, currently nothing. So if you want, you can actually flank him if you go to the other side of uh, Akiva. Yeah, will do. Bonus action, crossbow first, and then move and stab him. Yeah. 14 to hit with the crossbow. Fire and it glances off of his armor. I will try and move up and stab him. Okay. Uh, 18. And 18 hits. What's the damage? 23 total. So you run around as this uh, Githyanki ducks from the bolt from your crossbow. You get behind it and jab into its back and just yank down. He's bloodied. 
So the Solanans do a round of attacks. They are aiming at this dragon that is in their face and the ones at the bow of the ship as well. Captain is going to move a little bit closer and you see him reach out towards the Githyanki who is, uh, I was going to say piloting the dragon. But yeah, no, he holds his hand out and you see the knight clench and seems restrained on the dragon. And he just shifts his hand and pulls as the Githyanki riding the dragon flies off. Another Solanin down. The one on the dragon are all leaping down. They leap, poof in a puff of smoke, and then land. Yeah, one is going for you, Akiva, and the other two are going for the ones on by the ballista. So he swings with his great sword. It crashes into the deck by your feet, comes up, and then hacks into your leg. You take a total of 17 points of damage. Down. One of the ones on the ballista get hurt a bit. The other one does not. Okay. Uh, that does bring us to you, Scriff. I'm going to try and shove this one off the ship as well. You're going to be a killer. You might as well go all the way. And besides, you're not killing them. The fall is killing them. That is the rationalization that I am using at this time. Athletics check. 22. So, Scriff, you run up and shoulder check this one as he lands. He seems to be trying to strike at the Solanin that's by you. Misses with those attacks. And as his greatsword comes down, you hit him in the gut as he just topples over the side and falls. And shake it off. Point at the one that is standing over Akiva and call out just like an opening for the Solanin next to him to strike out. You see the captain of the other ship calls out in a language that you understand and seems to be like waving kind of in a general like return motion. They're calling it. I hope the dragon will just burn them all again. <laughs> I mean, it's the dragon's turns. Yeah, this one is just coming back. The unaffected one. The unaffected one. The affected one is going to attempt something. So you see the dragon. The dragon friend. The dragon friend fly further away from the astral brig and then with a quick spin in the air, three Githyanki fly off of it <laughs> as one barely clings on. Yes. <laughs> the lucky one. No, not the lucky one. Because since that's the only remaining one, you see the dragon kind of like lift its leg and chomp. Oh. Akiva, I need a death saving throw. Nine. As one fail. It's okay, I got you, buddy. Belinda, you are up. Tony, I'm just trying to make sure I know how many enemies are left on our ship. Is it there's the four that are around us here? And then the two on the bow. So six total. Okay, I'm going to do healing word from the staff on Akiva. So you get eight points of healing back, Akiva. No longer dying. You are conscious. <gasps> All right. And then I am going to uh, turn towards the starboard side where the Githyanki have landed and I'm going to yell to the Solana crew members, get out of the way! <laughs> and gesture to my right indicating they should head you know, towards Scriv. And then I'm going to hold my action for when they move and release my psionic blast. Um, I can't share Akiva's square, but I can like We can say like you're, you're, you're positioning yourself in such a way that Akiva won't take the hit. Nissa? I would like to go forth and stab please. Uh, 24. 
as Akiva is coming back up, you see this Githyanki's attention start to shift slightly from you, and you take your opening and jab the blade into his neck and pull. And he drops to the ground. Good. Bonus action. Crossbow bolt to this guy over here. The guy at the bow? Yeah. You got it. Make your attack roll. 22. That is a hit. And what's the damage? Uh, 10. Fire crossbow bolt as it hits the back of this thing's head and it drops. It is the Solanin's turn. They are going to do as you say and move. It was very forceful. <laughs> and you release the blast. Nope, they all failed. Okay, then they take 34 points of psychic damage as I just wreck their poor little brains. So you release this blast of psychic energy as each one clings to its skull. Blood pours from its eyes, nose, and mouth as all three just drop. You see the captain move up. Captain Gowton. He continues his telekinesis, and you see that final remaining Githyanki on your ship. Hold. I'll just say, leave him alive. Fine. And he just holds him. You watch as Dragon comes and, like, seems to be continuing its assault on the airship when the Githyanki captain stretches both her hands out wide and then slams them shut as the whole ship disappears. Everything, everything's gone except the Githyanki we have? Yep. So you find yourselves with a single Githyanki being telekinetically held onto the ground as other Solanans are going to bind him. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules as Written, or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Until next time! If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our players' to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, -heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, higher tiers get DMs notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. So we want to give a special shout out to our Adventure Tier and Above patrons. So thank you Waldron, Carol Morris, William McCracken, Ryan Rea Vermette, Mike C, Naked and Afraid, Feral Joe, Jeremy Kleinons, and a Linux fan. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Christopher Reinhardt for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw.